Good morning, Mike Broomhead. Hey, happy Friday, Jamie. Yes. Um, busy weekend for you, or are you going to kind of take a deep breath now after the busy week? <laughs> uh, it's going to be busy, but um, it's okay. Yeah, it's been It's a great... kind of a fun week. It is. We only, you know, we don't get this very often, but no. when, you throw, when you throw gasoline on the fire, what the Suns did this week, you know, we are kind of the epicenter of sports, which doesn't happen for us very often. It's kind of cool. It's very cool. Yeah. Love it. It is. Love showing up our state. I do, too. I, you know, the weather's been perfect. Perfect, but the news has been great, and everybody's been treated well, and I'm just very happy about it. So it's very cool. Have a good weekend, Jamie. You good, too. Good morning, everyone. Uh, 8.35 this morning, Congressman David Schweikert from Arizona joins us. We are going to talk a little politics. We're going to talk about earmarks. I've been very critical of the Republicans in the House of Representatives, and how most of you know I am a Republican and always have been. But when my party starts to do things that kind of go against what they're supposed to believe in, I've got an issue. And when you are you know, promoting and using earmarks, it's something that is, is very bothersome to me. Uh, so we'll do that at 8.35. And then uh, coming up at 9.05 is such a great story that what the NFL is doing when they bring the Super Bowl to town. It's not just about the game and the money that the game drives. It's also what they call about their legacy and part of their legacy program um, with an organization that's called uh, Be Kind People Project that was originated here. We're going to talk to their CEO and founder about their organization and what they do. But the NFL gave them a very hefty check yesterday of $200,000 in a community center and then uh, rewarded a couple of young girls for uh, being such stellar sisters in an 11-kid family. So we'll talk about it at 9.05, so please be around for it. Um, here we are at Media Row. There have already been some great celebrity settings. Um, if you know the NFL, I'm looking at Mark Schlereth, who was just done a radio interview. Um, we, we saw uh, Matt Hasselbeck was on with the guys from Arizona Sports this morning. They're making the rounds. So we're starting to see a lot of the big names come here to Media Row at the NFL Experience. Um, yesterday was the beginning of the WM Phoenix Open. And as you know, that tournament draws a lot of people. As a matter of fact, they were talking about the Clash of the Titans, where these two events clashed and how many superstars and people are here. In the Pro-Am on Wednesday, Larry Fitzgerald, J.J. Watt, Reggie Bush, Brian Urlacher, Ryan Fitzpatrick, Jerome Bettis, The Bus, Emmett Smith, Albert Pujols, Alex Rodriguez, A-Rod was in town, played in it. Also, uh, Michael Phelps and Kerry Lloyd, um, Chris Lane, Jason Aldean are playing at the event. This was this is a week where we always, the WM Phoenix Open drives a big crowd and big names anyway. But you mix in the Super Bowl week with it, and it just it, it is the perfect storm for great sports fans here. And the weather is going to remain very, very good. So that's great news. Um, in keeping with the theme, we kind of open up things here. Um, I want to talk about something on the other side of this, and I want to I kind of tread lightly on this. Um, protesters are out asking for a name change. Uh, now that the the Chiefs are in the Super Bowl, there are people that are saying that it's it's culturally insensitive and and um, again, I wonder to who um, Washington had to change the name of their football team. And I will tell you um, one of the things that for me personally, I don't want to be insensitive to anyone, but um, I've spent a lot of time working and, and volunteering on the tribal lands all over Arizona. Um, spent a lot of time up on the Navajo Nation, uh, both in Arizona. In New Mexico, um, I do a lot of work with the uh, Salt River Police Department, so out there in the tribal land. So I'm not culturally insensitive to anything, but um, there's a lot of things that are done 
the Thunderbirds who put on the WM Phoenix Open. It is it is a an organization that honors the Native Americans here. So I don't think any of this is a disservice, but I want you to think about something. First of all, who's upset? One of the things I saw that made me um, kind of pause when they were talking about the Washington of the commanders and that football team in their previous name um, was one year while the controversy was going on, they honored one of the groups of people in the military that is quite possibly one of the most revered, and that was the Code Talkers from the Navajo Nation. And um, they honored the Code Talkers in the stadium, and all of the all of the Code Talkers were wearing the gear from the from Washington's team, the hats, the jackets. They were all um, there, and none of them had an issue with the name of the team. As a matter of fact, I had friends that I used to rodeo with uh, that were Native American that had that logo on their vehicles. That logo was also used at a high school up in uh, Window Rock, Arizona, or up at least on the, uh, the Navajo Nation. So I want to be culturally sensitive, but I want to know how far do we go with this, because I'm going to be absurd for a moment. Um, I, um, I don't wear a cowboy hat anymore unless I have to go to an event where I'm in the arena and it's required because I'm not a cowboy anymore. I, I look at it like a, wearing a policeman's badge. You know, when you're a cop, you wear your badge. When you retire, you get a retirement badge, but you don't wear your badge around. And so for me, it was a badge of honor that I earned. Being a cowboy was a title at the time when I was working at rodeos and announcing rodeos. It was something that I felt like I had earned, that I wore a cowboy hat before that and didn't deserve it. And it wasn't until I saw it was around real cowboys that I, I mean, the old song that says my heroes have always been cowboys. That's the truth. Um, but anytime you want to make fun of somebody, you put on a cowboy hat and you talk with a dumb southern accent and you act like an idiot and no one has a problem. There's a football team in Dallas called the Cowboys. It is, if not the, one of the most recognizable brands of any sports franchise in the world. There's the Yankees, um, and there, at least in the U.S., there's Yankees, there's Red Sox, there's Cubs, but there's Cowboys, and you can wrestle with that and where they fall in line with most recognizable brands, but it's one of the most recognizable brands. What if somebody were to come out and just tell the story I just did? You know, I look at that as, as a title that you earn, and to be cultural insensitive growing up in the South like I did. You want to make fun of the South, talk with a dumb Southern accent, and no one has a problem with it. So I don't either, by the way. It's just the idea that we're going to tell people all of a sudden, we've changed our mind. You have to change everything you're doing. I would imagine that there isn't anybody that lives in Kansas City or is a fan of that sports franchise that has a, um, I would say, biased bone or racist bone in their body, and there's nothing that they do that's culturally insensitive. I grew up in Florida. I'm not a Florida State uh, Seminole fan. I'm a Miami Hurricane, but I respect the Seminoles. You have to. And they have the permission of the Seminole tribe to use that name, the Seminoles. Um, and if you live in Florida for any length, and I grew up there, you have a deep respect for the tribal lands. You learn a lot about them. Um, I went to uh, to school with the with the chief of the nation's uh, grandkids were, were schoolmates of mine and friends. But no Nobody has a problem with the Seminoles. And this is where I, I mean, how do you decide at what point it crosses a line? And, and I just, I, I look at this stories and I think of all the great things that are going on here, of all of the amazing things that the NFL is doing, that these two teams are doing in the community around us. Um, what a fun week this has been that they're given 
they're giving life to this protest that to me doesn't make any sense at all. And, and it would be sad if they changed everything. Because again, it's a part of a culture. It's a part of of that community that has absolutely no intent on insult in them. Never has, never will. And all of a sudden now it's a bad thing. Um, NFL's Business Connect program involving Metro Phoenix businesses uh, here in the Super Bowl. And one really cool story. Um, there is going to be an all-woman crew performing the flyover at the Super Bowl this year for the first time in history, commemorating 50 years of women flying in the U.S. Navy. I Listen, I've got nieces, I've got two daughters, and I wanted my girls to feel like they could do anything they wanted to. That if they were able to, if they if they fit uh, the requirements, she, they should never let anything hold them back. And the more we see this normalization of, of, of this, I think it's phenomenal. And I think that it's going to be, it's a cool, um, I don't think it's pandering. I think it's a cool recognition that this is where we are, that this has been a, a long time coming. So very cool for the NFL, and I'm glad that it's happening here in Arizona. Um, I believe that the Arizona Cardinals, uh, or the Cardinals organization, it was before they were the Arizona Cardinals, but the Cardinals organization has the designation of having the first uh, woman owner of a sports team. And um, it's because it was a transition period, but for a short time, they did have a woman that was an owner of a sports franchise. It was very interesting. What we're going to do coming up here in just a couple of moments is Congressman David Schweikert. I called him, or I talked with him this week in asking him about this story about earmarks. If you don't know what earmarks are, earmarks are addendums put into uh, bills in the House, spending bills that allow for money to be spent that have nothing to do with the bill itself. So um, we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Schweikert joins me, so please stick around. Values and strong opinions. The Mike Broomhead Show, KTAR News, 923 FM, and the KTAR News app. Where they have the convention center, all the media is here doing their shows, people milling around. Uh, got some business to take care of. Earlier this week, we talked about a story that had been released that uh, Republicans who largely say they are against earmarks are now using a lot of earmarks, not to the same level as the Democrats, but to the tune of billions of dollars in earmarks are being added to spending bills, something the Republicans stood against for a long time. And uh, we'll get into what they are in a moment. But what I reached out to uh, not only someone that I know that knows this very, very well, but has also spoken out vocally about being against them, and that's Congressman David Schweiker from Arizona. He joins us now. Congressman, welcome back, as always. Oh, you have to be having just a joy with all these sporting events here in town. I, I'm telling you, man, it is. I've I've been to, as you know, I've done some stuff with the conventions, the RNC and stuff, and they're always kind of fun. But this is an experience like nothing I've ever had. It is. They do it right. It's amazing. And to see a lot of these big sports legendary figures walking around is pretty cool. You got to be proud of our community. Um, airport was uh, interesting last night coming <laughs> back to Arizona. But hey, look, all we can do is beg of our visitors leave here as much money in the valley as you can. Yeah, and that's what I said. I thank, thanks for coming. Spend a lot of money. And if you're coming here, you're going to spend a lot of money. Uh, I want to talk to you about this earmark thing because I know you're kind of an expert in this area. And you gave me a little detail on the on the on uh, our text exchange. Can you kind of explain a little bit what this is and why it's making a comeback with both parties? Um, okay. Uh, if you step back um, years ago, earmarks became very dodgy. It, it almost it, it, it walked right up to something in politics we call pay for play. 
hey, this group is really big supporters of mine. We're going to try to flip something into an appropriation bill for them. Um, when Republicans took over, um, took back over after the 2010 election, they banned them. They got rid of all of them. And it started quite a controversy. Um, it's because the administration now had all the power to designate certain types of spending, meaning the White House and whoever was being nice to them would sort of through their bureaucracy. Right. Um, then when the Democrats took back over in 2018, um, they actually just put back plane earmarks again. Right. Um, now Republicans have taken back over. And look, I oppose this because I don't think we have a refined enough system. So I'm actually one of the very vocal critics. But there's a new set of rules that it has to be to be of what they call a federal nexus. It actually has to be a federal program. You know, it's a on a federal highway for a federal bridge and under on federal land. And it just happens to be in your state or in your community. It can't be, hey, we're going to subsidize, you know, your neighborhood, um, you know, children's choir, um, which used to happen. Things like that used to happen with federal money. So it's dramatically tightened up. It does have to go through the appropriations process. So there's lots of visibility. It isn't what we used to call an airdrop, where at the last moment, there's this list of billions of dollars of spending uh, with thousands of little wish lists, and they get dropped into the appropriations bill. Now they have to go through the subcommittee process, through the committee process, and everyone and their cousin knows it. So it takes a little of the potential salacious, um, bad act stuff you know, because everyone sees it. Well, isn't it? Isn't it still? Isn't it still a bit of a? Shouldn't it go through the normal process? Don't you still think it should still go through the normal process? Um, what I actually believe is exactly that. But the normal process has been so broken for so long. Um, these appropriations bills have gotten so monstrous that the ability to actually create an environment where. Um, everyone has to sit down at the table with cameras on and say, here is my proposal for this federal highway in rural whatever. And have five minutes of debate, someone on the other side who's an expert saying, no, there's already that's being taken care of by the state. And then you move on to the next subject. Um, and and you got to convince what we call appropriators that you're going to give up a bunch of your life and just do this, just grind it out. It's better today than has the, the Democrats had, and it's much better than the Republicans used to have back in the early 2000s. Um, I still don't like it. I still don't think we've refined it enough and whether we have enough sunshine on it. Well, let me let me change subjects before I let you go. I've got about a minute left. Uh, but let me ask you a question about the waste in government and, and kind of the redundancy in waste. Recently, I've been seeing more and more stories and covering them more. Um, the, the Department of Defense and billion, hundreds of billions of dollars in equipment they can't account for. Uh, we're hearing about all of this possible misspending of COVID money. Um, is there a process that is either is being used or not being used enough that of auditing of, of every department of the federal government like a business would do is auditing to make sure they can account for the equipment they have the money they spend and couldn't we do a better job of reducing our deficit if we just got rid of the waste and redundancy 
Um, you're actually talking to the right person. Um, I was just given the chairmanship of oversight to the Ways and Means Committee. That means all of Medicare. That means part of Medicaid. That means all of trade. It means Social Security. It's just, I mean, it's a massive jurisdiction. <laughs> and um, it, part of my job now, I've been given a lot of researchers, a number of lawyers, and, and, and it's not always got you. It's not always, was this money stolen? So I must tell you, we're looking at the unemployment fraud and the pandemic fraud potentially being the largest robbery of taxpayer money in history. Wow. The, the numbers are just stunning. And, and it and went to, a bunch of it went to like international syndicates. Right. Which broke our system. And, and that's our job. But what was so frustrating the previous four years, two years, our, our brothers and sisters who had the majority then wouldn't actually hold oversight hearings on the thievery. That's actually what we've now fired up. I'm actually running the chairmanship of that. So if anyone listening out there, you have things you think we should investigate or something you see that isn't working, you've got to let my office know because that's one of the ways we find these bad acts. Well, Congressman, I always appreciate the time, and I hope uh, next time you're in town we can get together and kind of talk through some of these things. But I appreciate it, and we'll have to have you back on soon. It, we, I promise you there'll be some fascinating stories coming soon. Thanks, Congressman. That is uh, Congressman David Schweikert spending a few moments with us. Gatos joins me in a moment. It's our Big Q poll question of the day. The Gatos Big Q poll question brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. Hey, happy Friday, Gatos. Hey, happy Friday. We made it to Friday. It's been a crazy week. It has been a crazy week, and I imagine the weekend is just going to get is just going to ramp up even more. Are you out at the Super Bowl today? Yeah, well, yeah, we're out here on, on Media Row, and it's actually a lot busier this morning than it was Tuesday morning, so it's kind of cool. Hey, you know, right in front of us, there's the uh, Philadelphia crew uh, yep. that uh, is broadcast. I booed them every day I was down there. That's hilarious. You you would love I it this them. morning. It was weird. Before we get to the real quick, before we get to the question, there were some guys walking around, um, and there one was dressed in an Eagles onesie. He looked like an eagle. Even had a hoodie oh. that had the had yeah. the beak and everything. Then there was another guy walking around with a parasol that was green in a dress that looked like an Eagles uniform. And like knee socks, and these guys are cruising around. Another one had a, a Lucha Libre Eagles mask on, and this crew was Hilarious. walking around. This, yeah, it's just now. Obviously, Kansas City fans have have better class, have more class than that. But these guys, yeah. were true, these guys yeah. were livening the place up this morning at like seven o'clock. Uh, yeah, it's been fun down there. Um, you know, we were down there for two days, and you know, you just the the, the feel of the Super Bowl. Yeah. There's so many people down there, so it's a lot of fun. It is, man. What do you got for a question to close out this week? All right, what is the best thing about the Phoenix Open? The golf or the party? Party. Party. I'm not a golf fan. I really don't. Really, you know, I don't really watch golf. Uh, so I like the party. I like the the people watching. Uh, I like I like the 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 spectacle of of what is the Phoenix Open. It's uh, the fans. I love the fans. Yeah, and if I, I was, see a little golf, I'm fine. You know, what's funny <laughs> is I am a golf fan. I love golf. I'd watch it on TV. Even I like golf. I've been to the Phoenix Open probably ten times, and yeah. total. I've watched about five minutes of golf. 
Yeah, you get there, and you're either going to have to decide, I'm going to geek out on the golf, or I'm going to go to the party. You oh, can't really party, do both. Man. You've got to yeah. pick one. I agree with you, and but it is a great party. That's the old joke, man, is that everybody goes to a party and a golf tournament broke out. So it's it's amazing. It's, it is, man. Well, listen, have a great weekend. I'm looking forward to talking to you on Monday, and uh, we'll talk Super Bowl and how it went Monday. Yep, I'll see you Monday. Thanks. That's Gato's DVQ poll question today, brought to you by your Valley Toyota dealers. A great segment about the Super Bowl. Next.